0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by CEO and founder of The M Jewelers, Mark Shami. Formerly touring as a pop musician, Mark was passionate about style and culture, inspiring him to create The M Jewelers. And in 2019, The M Jewelers was named Forbes 30 Under 30 for their art and style category. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Mark Shami of The M Jewelers. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Cameron.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to start out with life as a kid. So did you have an entrepreneurship mindset growing up, say a lemonade stand or sell any products?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, you know, for, for me, really, my my uncle, my father, and my other uncle were all in different worlds of like the, the jewelry industry. Okay. Um, one was kind of in wholesale, uh, one was had a little mom and pop shop in the West Village. Um, and, and, and another one was kind of in more like discount, wholesale, private label kind of world. So everyone was kind of in their different business. Everyone owned their own little company, whether it's small or big or anything like that. So I was kind of always around it. Awesome.
0: So were they all based in New Jersey as well then?
1: So my, my dad like, had a had a mom and pop shop, which was in the West Village in New York. Um, so it was a lot of, like, for me growing up, I remember like a lot of commuting, going back and forth into the city with him, kind of helping yeah. her up around the shop and all of that. Um, my other two uncles have both their businesses in uh, in the city as well. So I was kind of like always in and out of the city as a kid going back and forth. Uh, so that's kind of like my early memories as a kid kind of working. It was always like, all right, it's the weekend. It's time to go, go work or, <laughs> you know, it's it's summer. It's time to go work with, you know, whoever it may be. But it was never kind of like, oh, we're just going to like chill out and hang out all summer, you know.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah so for schooling did you go on to study anywhere university or anything so it's funny you know my my
1: whole childhood middle school high school is kind of like all all over the place so yeah i went my only kind of like i graduated high school and then Mm -hmm. after that it's kind of crazy but i went on tour as like a piano player for like a band for oh no way uh for about six or seven years so um for me, it was kind of like right out of high school. I was the only one in my class who didn't apply to college. I, I went straight from high school onto like the road, you know, and onto the road. I mean, like we were kind of like a small band at the time we started and we got bigger as we went. And then, you know, I, at the end of like me being a musician, I was starting like this website, which actually ended up being the Jewelers and all that. So, wow. you know, it was it was more so like, you know, I had this other kind of experience where it was more kind of like a life experience where I was. You know, you know, kind of it, talking to people all day and, you know, totally. experiencing real life things instead of going to college. So I think that was kind of my my education it was kind of like the road and people experiencing different cultures and, you know, totally crazy experiences and kind of bringing that back and be like, wow, OK, like I'm going to about to start a business. But now I, I know a lot of these other things that you probably wouldn't kind of learn from going to school.
0: For sure. So it's actually crazy you mentioned that because I, I've never said this on the podcast, but I'm actually a touring drummer. So I, I play for mm. Jamie Grace. So I can completely relate to what you're saying. Like you get to meet new cultures and just kind of adapt as you're traveling. Like that's so yeah. cool to hear that. Yeah,
1: it's cool. Because even like kind of when we were starting out, you know, we were we weren't like, you know, we were staying in like a little van, like a little like minivan. Um, and We used yeah. to you know like sleep in it and like outside like parking lots and stuff. And You know, slowly, slowly as we got bigger, you know, we got like a bus and all that and, you know, the whole thing. But in the beginning, it was more so like we were kind of roughing it. And when you're roughing it, you're kind of like staying with friends or random people. And for sure, you know, you're experiencing like these different households and all these different personalities like every single day. And it's kind of like all up in the air and you're kind of like, wow, like it kind of humbles you as a person, you know. And I think that's like a big thing to kind of take away when you're going into business is like, you know, you don't want everything. To, like for me, especially, I, you don't want things to happen all at once because you don't really kind of get to appreciate, you know, how long it took you to get there or, you know, yeah. the good things you have going on now. So it was definitely a great experience and like definitely made me who I am and put, you know, now that, you know, things started growing and all of that, I was like, okay, I really appreciate everything that's happened. So.
0: Absolutely. So you said that you were on tour while creating the M Jewelers. So what kind of made you do this? Did you start an e-commerce website and like do it while touring on the road or how did this well, start?
1: Yeah, it was, it, it's kind of, kind of a little different. So what actually okay. happened was um, when I was not on tour, I was kind of like, you know, at home or in the city, you know, helping like a family member out or kind of making jewelry, kind of doing that. And a lot of the times a friend would be like, Hey, can you make me this or make me that? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Cool. Like awesome. But then, you know, I was really kind of more into, like, the apparel side of things at the time. You know, I yeah. started, like, a little – like, a small kind of, like, streetwear company in New York. And we were making, like, graphic tees and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. And, you know, I started, like, this little – I think at the time it was something like GoDaddy or something like that. I mean – sorry, not GoDaddy. Uh, like, a big cartel or something like that. Yeah. And um, I built this website. You know, we were selling t-shirts. There's basically, like – friends and stuff like that buying them like nothing too crazy and you know there was one person like uh who told me you know uh, like early on in that company they were like oh mark you should like do the jewelry stuff like i feel like you're way better at that than like this clothing (laughs) thing and i was like yeah you know what you're kind of right and i remember going. we did one trade show for the clothing thing in la and uh it was a small trade show we spent you know all the money we had doing it and it was complete flop we didn't like get any orders um it was horrible i came back like super bummed out and being like damn like like this is done like i just spent all my money on this like thinking it was gonna yeah. like kind of kind of turn around and make this make it this big thing and you know it really didn't and i came back and like again you you really humble yourself there because position, and you know having like sometimes you know like fans and playing these big shows and all this stuff and like and it's like oh you saw this company it's a complete flop and now it's time to start over from scratch again so At that time, I was like, look, I'm going to really, really hone in and and start this this jewelry company. And, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, building the website out. I took all the original photos and product I made. I took all the photos for them. I set up the website and, you know, Instagram was kind of just having, you know, it's 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 start at the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were kind of like and I say we it was just myself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was kind of just being like, okay, like, you know, let me like direct message some people, you know, some of the people who came to see us at shows. I'm going to send them the link and all of that. So it kind of stemmed from like our audience was really like just people I knew. And, you know, I launched the site very slow beginning and all of that. But, you know, that was about eight years, eight years ago at this point. But after that, I, you know, kind of started seeing this it's like kind of like influencer culture kind mm-hmm. starting to happen and uh, you know, I started reaching out to people saying, hey, like, we'd love to make you a custom necklace. And, you know, I think we were the first one. Yeah, actually, probably definitely the first wow. ones to kind of do something like that. And like a custom, like personal, personalized jewelry space like that. And, you know, I, you know, we got ahead of all these people who are actually are still, you know, whether it's customers or, you know, supporters till now. You know, they've been with us since the beginning of the company, and you know, they've always supported us. And I think the brand really grew as one of like the first kind of like jewelry personalized companies on Instagram, especially. But wow. what's weird about it too? It's like it's 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 not a company that's really just born on Instagram. You know, a lot of people think yeah. that too. They're like, okay, this is like a D2C company that's you know popular on Instagram, right? It's for, for me, sure. it's like it, it comes from like 30 like to 40 years of like you know family experience of like sourcing and you know making materials production all of that, you know, my, you know, as a kid, my father was making nameplates and name rings for people like in the West village. And then he mo- ended up moving to 47th street. So it's like for him, he was always doing that kind of stuff. And for me, it was just like, I grew up in it and I learned how to do it. And I took it to a whole different path where, you know, he had customers coming into the shop and that was his only source of like revenue or, you know, there was no advertising for him there. So it was just like walking yeah. traffic, which in this day and age, it's not even possible anymore. So yeah, for sure. Know, for us, it's really, It's really about you know we're at the same time we're as much as a jewelry company you know we're you know we're always doing shoots and you know we're big on the marketing end we're big on the advertising end it's it's a whole different world at this point so you know it's kind of like it's kind of like bridging the gap between those two worlds and and you know our I feel like our ethos is really just that Manhattan New York you know custom jewelry kind of world and you know that's kind of just something I was born into
0: for sure. So was it the M Jewelers at the very beginning? And what, what does that stand for?
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. So like at the time when I started the website, I kind of needed a name and um, (laughs) it's funny, we actually just moved into our new office this weekend. And as I was doing that, I found papers of like, Oh, this was like our first names, and all stuff, all these are kind of funny names I had at the time. But um, (laughs) it was just going to be called the M and like uh, and then it was going to be called like the M and co and a bunch of other things. And I kind of just landed on the M jewelry cause I wanted like essentially I wanted the SEO to be like, correct. For, searching sure. for jewelry. But yeah, the M just stands genius. for, yeah, the M just stands for Mark. So okay, <laughs> it, gotcha. it was just my first name. It was very simple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. yeah, uh, yeah, my sister made the logo, my sister made the logo like eight years ago or so. And then, you know, we've kind of always been using it. Like we refined it a little bit in the past couple years, but it's always been the same logo. And what my thought behind all of that was kind of like, I never wanted to like really change the logo too much because I wanted to kind of be like a staple image, you know, for sure. We've used it on our boxes since day one, the boxes always change, but like the logo doesn't, you know, I just kind of really wanted to have that representation, like later down the line where people like, Oh, I know that logo. That's the app.
0: For sure. So at this time, where were you getting your materials to create the jewelry?
1: So everything we've, everything, personalization wise, custom wise, which is like pretty much I would say like 90% of our business is all made in New York. And anything yeah. uh, 14 karat gold or silver, all the materials and plates we get are from Italy. So we import the pieces from Italy, and then we cut everything and make everything here.
0: Gotcha. So did you ever have investors come in to help you launch this? Or was it just very no, slow, no. customized?
1: No, no, it was very, very slow. Like so Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, you know, we have a little, little tiny shop. It's like 150 square feet. It's essentially like a little booth at this point, you know, and yeah. it was the first thing I opened after, you know, we launched the website and it was kind of like, look, I know the site's not going to have that much traffic. Maybe if I have a little shop, like it will kind of help and maybe legit- legitimize the company a little bit more. So I started in this like 150 square foot shop and I put like all my money at the time in it, which was I think like twenty five or $30,000 at okay. the time um, after starting like the, the clothing company after the jewelry company and all of that. And it was kind of like, okay, you're going to have to pay all your security and first month's rent. Let's try this out. And yeah. I signed a really long lease too, which was wild. And so it was kind of like putting every, all the cards up, you know, throwing it all in like everything on Reddit essentially. And totally. you know, it kind of went in and luckily things worked out, but you know, there was definitely some very low moments, you know, it was like, okay, a week went by we didn't have any sales. Like now what do we do? It's like, <laughs> I think that's a lot of things and it's kind of like good advice for people starting companies. Now it's like, everybody wants to say like, Oh, I have a company, I'm starting a company, like a, a product is coming out, coming soon. We're launching on this date, but it's really about the follow through at the end of the day, not just like the launch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about how do you sustain that like three four months after, you know, after your collection or your product is out, like, what do you do next? You know? Totally. And I think those were the big low moments for me. Like, okay, wow. Like, we had a big rush of people, friends and family and, you know, whatever, come the first week the shop was open or the site was open, but now what? Like, now how do we get it to the masses, you know? Absolutely. So, I think that was, the, like, the, the really big battle.
0: So, what would you say, anything, you know? Yeah, totally. What, what would you say is your mainstream of advertising then? At this time, was it social media? Were you per- driving hard?
1: Yeah, in the beginning, it was a lot of just kind of, like, organic, like, influencers things like that the funny thing is like we we never like we're paying for like you know people to post this stuff like because essentially we we're giving them like nice nameplates you know it was like custom yeah. jewelry where it's like a, a gold nameplate or you know maybe something with like a small stone in it or whatever so like in the beginning it was kind of like I, I feel like we didn't even know what was going on because we <laughs> like these like it was kind of just like this open format of like okay hey do you guys want like a nameplate i guess you guys can post it or something and you know it kind of just like started that way and now we're in this world where like it's like sponsor post here sponsor post there you know what i mean so it's For like, sure. i think we were kind of just like early on that which was like kind of i guess luck and you know we navigated more into like other things now where the, whether it's like retargeting or, or you know facebook ads or instagram ads. you know now there's even tiktok ads, which yeah it's kind of like i don't know what's gonna happen with that but like there's there's all these different platforms which you could like essentially start a brand today and now you're promoting, you know what I mean? So for sure. it's, it's definitely pretty wild. So who are some
0: of the renowned say artists or celebrities that you've partnered with, with your jewelry then?
1: Um, you know, there's a, there's been a bunch of people who have worn this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for us, mostly like a lot of like the stronger collaborations we've done is like one thing I was really excited about, we did was with Nike. We did like an air max state collab with them, oh, wow. which was awesome. Um, that was really something exciting to work on just because, you know, I, I came also from like a world where I, you know, I, I kind of wanted like a clothing streetwear brand to work and it didn't. <laughs> and yeah. it was cool to kind of do something with them because I do just love, love Nike as a, as a company. I love, you know, everything they put out and I love just like their whole company ethos and all of that too. So that was definitely like one of my favorite things to kind of work on. But, you know, we, sure. we there's always so many different projects for us. It's like, we're such a, it's such a fast paced environment for us because it's, we always get like really crazy deadlines. like, okay, we need this custom piece by tomorrow night and it needs to be in Los Angeles and it needs to have all these different things on it. And we're like, okay, let's do it. We're a really like scrappy team of of people. And we're always just like, okay, we're just going to get it done. You know?
0: Yeah. So what is your main demographic for jewelry? Would you say?
1: Um, it really depends. You know, it's like for us, I would say it's like more 18 to like 40 male and female. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, for us, it's like we're opening up the male space a little bit more. We definitely started pretty much like kind of on the woman's side of things. Yeah. Um, and now we've kind of like, we're evolving a little bit more into like the men's space, so.
0: Gotcha. So what would you say separates the M Jewelers from your competitors? Uh,
1: You know, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, people ask me this question all the time. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, I don't really, I don't really see that we have like a lot of competitors or anything like that. It's like I think we're trying to do something a little bit different than a lot of other jewelry brands are trying to do. Not saying like, oh, we're we're better than everybody. No, you totally. I'm just saying that like our our whole thing is like we're we're we want to work harder in like the tech space of things where we can show people what they're actually getting and show them like a rendering preview, which is something like we added in our website where you can go and see a nameplate and actually see what it's gonna look like before you get it. Um, so for us, it's more so like we're trying to build out actual experience of how you get a custom piece done and made and i think there's a lot of other companies are just kind of making stock pieces or they're just selling like trend stuff and for us it's more so like we want to make the best custom pieces with the best quality at the best price like i think that's our competitive nature where we know hey we come from 30 40 years of sourcing and experience and and production and we know we're going to have the best quality pieces and we know we're going to be able to Uh, deliver them at the best cost to all our consumers. So, you know, it's a a lot of times, you know, I see people like, they're like, Oh, like I got it from this place or this place or whatever. But then a lot of people end up coming back to us and being like, yeah, I've had your guys' piece for like four or five years and it's, it's, it's perfect.
0: That's awesome. So what does the process look like? Say a new customer comes on the site, they want a piece. What does that procedure look like for them when they place their order? Then what happens from there?
1: yeah so it's it's you you pretty much go on our website if it's a custom piece you can click on the piece and you can there's a preview mode where you can like type in your name or a number or anything like that and then you can press preview and it'll show you uh like a, a i would say like an 80 percent accurate rendering of like what it's going to look like mm-hmm. and since it's rendering i mean for the most part it's like everything we do is cut by hand so it's not going to be like exactly like that every piece comes out kind of different because yeah. everything is cut by hand. We have like a team of jewelers here. We're cutting everything by hand every single day. So wow. once you do that, it's kind of a like eight to 12 day or eight to 10 day, like time frame depending on the piece. Some of like the, the sterling silver uh, gold plated pieces will only take from like five or six days. Some of the solid gold diamond pieces will take a little bit longer. It all kind of fluctuates. We just came out of like, you know, It was very, very, very difficult to navigate this whole thing here in the city with everything going on. And, you know, you can't, you know, if people don't want to work, they don't want to work. It's their own safety and all that. So we have to all respect that. And, you know, I think it was a really crazy time to navigate all of that. You know, we are kind of like a scrappy team of, of, of people who are like, okay, we're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And we were able to, like, kind of find solutions and make things happen. And I think it made us, like, a little bit stronger from it. But, answer your question, it's it's more so, yeah, you order the piece, it, There's a, it's a customized method where everything is kind of made by hand, and then, uh, yeah, it takes like 10 or 12 days to create the piece, and then our team QCs it, and then it gets shipped out by us as well.
0: Gotcha. So, if you could give one piece of advice to an aspiring entrepreneur, what would that be? Maybe something you've learned, or regret, just anything.
1: Yeah, I would say, for the most part, You know when you're starting a company or a product or anything like that you should definitely you know know your demographic from the from the start you know Mm -hmm. know where your target audience is going to be and where you want it to be and take things slow you know I, i think some mistakes we've made is like sometimes going a little bit too fast and making a lot of mistakes which i mean you know we've learned from but it's kind of like taking it slow and know that every day you know you can do something to make your your company better or bigger or more transparent and all of that because you know we're in the same position too where we're we've been working on our website for the past three months we have like a new brand new website that's coming out in, in a couple months for holiday that's going to be a little bit more transparent for our consumers a little bit mm-hmm. easier to navigate a little bit faster so it's like we're always learning every day you know we're eight, for sure. eight years into this company and we're still looking for ways to improve things looking for ways to like you know, get our customer service better, get our shipping times better, you know, help with like right now too, it's, it's a crazy time for silver and gold and the market's going crazy. So it's, for mm-hmm. us, it's like, you know, how do we balance that? How do we make sure, you know, we're keeping these same good prices for everybody? So I think it's kind of like taking it slow and, and, and not rushing into things and kind of like analyzing what you're doing at that time and how you can make that better. And, you know, knowing your customer. For sure. Well, Mark,
0: thank you so much for joining me, and to the listeners out there, make sure to check out the Jewelers at TheMJewelersNY.com. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.